Welcome to a Warrior Wire. This is going to be a podcast, part of the Big Sauce Podcast, where we just talk about warriors. Because, yeah, we're uh, me, Sahir, and Tyler. We're going to be the hosts. We're all just Warriors fans. We're just going to talk about the team. No other teams, just the Warriors. We'll, we'll have the regular NBA podcast normally, but these ones we can go more in depth in the team that we will all watch every single game. But, yeah, so just stay tuned. We'll be here about once or twice a week. So, yeah, just enjoy. I hope you enjoy. Uh, follow the Big Sauce Podcast on Instagram. We just created one. And, yeah, peace. Welcome to the Big Sauce Podcast. Today we have Tyler and Sahir. We're going to be talking about the Warriors, the NBA. It's kind of going downhill right now. I don't expect many more games. I, I expect a pause soon. But for now, we'll ju- we're just going to talk about Warriors specifically. So if you don't like the Warriors, then just click off. I don't care. So first, let's start off. Um, Ten games in. Started off slow. Picked it up. So Tyler, you can go first. What is your thoughts on the first ten games overall? Yeah, well, I think early I was really disappointed after the two blowouts to start the season and then even like the Pistons game um just going toe to toe with the terrible Pistons team <laughs> but I credit Steve Kerr he he's made a bunch of adjustments that's really helped this team one of those is getting the ball into Steph Curry's hands more and then another big factor is getting Draymond Green back and he um, Draymond is a guy that you know the NBA just these guys come by so rarely and um, he's a guy that's going to average probably like 8 8 and and 5 and he's going to be one of the 15 most impactful players in the league just because of what he does on the with the IQ side on both the offense and the defense and all the little things um, the technique for everything he's just mastered it all um, even though he's not the most athletic, he just he wins. He dominates games with intelligence, and he also has figured out. Um, you know, he's really meshed with these some of these young guys, thrown a couple lobs to Wiggins and Wiseman that have those connections. Having Draymond as a guy that is just going to set up for others, um, it's really helped them a lot. All right, so my thoughts so far. Especially like what Tyler said about uh, Draymond, he's only averaging four points right now and like five rebounds and six assists. But he's also playing his way back into shape. Like he's only playing 26 minutes now. I assume going when the season starts getting rolled, like rolled out, I think he will be in the 30 minute range. Like Steph is playing 34 minutes already, Andrew Wiggins is playing 32. I think his his minutes will increase. I think that helps them even more. But overall, the first 10 games, start off slow, uh, picked it up. I think they're on a roll right now. And, yeah, so, so here, do you have any thoughts on the first 10 games overall? Yeah, I mean, the the era we're in right now, especially after those first two games, a lot the whole NBA um the all, all every NBA fan just completely overreacted. I mean, those were two elite teams that we played against. Um, probably the top one and two in the Eastern Conference. 
And yeah, after we moved on from that, I think the coaching staff had a lot to do with it. Veteran coaches, really great coaches, Steve Kerr, and especially Steph and Draymond. They really told the guys on the Warriors team that, hey, we need to move on. We, we didn't have the best start, but we need to move on, get some wins. As Steph Curry said, we need to win now, and that's exactly what they did. Obviously, some situations that we still got some losses, but we really capitalized on the games where we could definitely win and took the W. And um, last night was a great example of that where um, we played the Raptors and we really came through. Um, yes, we, w- we w- lost a lot of games when Steph Curry didn't score 30 plus, but still we managed to get the W and that's what really counts. Uh, correction, that was that was on Sunday, but you're going to here. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, so uh, today, actually, no, let's let's transition to that and talk about the last game. We saw Curry have his worst shooting performance of his career, minimum five shots. I think I was very happy to see that the rest of the team could win a game without Steph shooting well at all, but I think that that's not something we can rely on. Like some other teams in the league, like the Nets, they have they're a very deep team. Well, before Dinwiddie got hurt, they can rely if uh, KD sits out or Kyrie sits out. But for Warriors, it's heavily relying on Steph. I don't think that we should assume that we can win against solid, like really good teams, um, like the Raptors, uh, potential wise. But uh, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on uh, yeah, last night's and uh, uh, Sunday night's game? Yeah, I, I was really happy about the outcome that, you know, this Warriors team, it's not, I mean, the Raptors, they do have the worst record in the NBA, but they're not the worst team. And even though they're not um, that good uh, of a team and of a roster, they that's a group of guys that is are really well coached by Nick Nurse. They, you know, they've played with each other a lot. And... I think most importantly, they've given the Warriors a lot of fits recently and just in recent years. And the fact that the Warriors were able to beat them with Steph Curry just, I mean, having his, he's just not going to have that type of game pretty much ever. The fact that, you know, we relied on other guys and were able to pull that game out, I thought was really encouraging. Um, And just, I I think this team, they're learning how to play with each other and, and win with each other for sure. Uh, um, Sahir, do you have any thoughts on Sunday night's game? Yeah, it was really great to see all the complimentary pieces around Steph really stepping up, and especially Andrew Wiggins. I mean, the scoring is there, definitely. He's getting more and more consistent every game. But also the defense, the rebounding, and I really saw him hustling, getting those chase down blocks, and really meshing well with the other with the team. And honestly, my favorite player of the night, Eric Pascal, just being a gem, a draft gem for the Warriors, just a star off the bench, maybe a sleeper candidate for six man yeah, of the year. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's so fun to see him uh play. He just attacks the room with power. And, um, yeah, he's fitting into his role really well. The first couple games, he was a little confused, not really understanding his role. But he's really leading the bench unit, and I expect great things in the future. So, about the end of the game, Damian Lee, it, it's it's like, it's so cool that he is actually 
Steph Curry's brother-in-law, and they're both on the same team, both shooting lights out. Well, not Curry last game, but still. And the fact that he has two game-winning shots, basically, this season, that's crazy. I don't think anyone would have expected that. But that shows that he is stays calm in those moments, and we can trust him to be in the lineup in the fourth quarter, especially when Curry's not shooting uh, as well as he normally does. But... The way that the Raptors ended the game, I don't know why Pascal Siakam did that. He could have gotten a much better shot. He did like a spin, but the spin didn't create space. And then he just it rolled out. But, uh, so here, do you have anything to say about the ending of that game? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Raptors team, I don't know what they were doing um, there. Obviously, Kyle Lowry, he's a veteran player. He understands it was his mistake. That's all right. He needs to move on from that. But I'm not trying to draw light to that. Um, but, yeah, on that last possession, Pascal Siakam, the game wasn't over by no means for the Raptors. And they had a chance to actually steal the game back from Golden State. And, yeah, like you said, the spin move that I think he was trying to do was create space so he can get that uh, mid-range shot off. But, I mean – he didn't really do it that well, so there literally was no space at all. And Andrew Wiggins did a great job defending without fouling and having a great contest. Tyler, what about you? What are your thoughts on the ending of that game? Yeah, well, I thought, you know, something great that, that I saw was somebody breaking down Draymond during that play. And he called out the he called out their entire play before it happened. He told um the guy guarding Norman Powell, he was going to go to the corner. He told Ubre up top that um, whoever it was on the wing was going to cut down and set a screen. And he switched onto three players and, and off to three players um, before the ball had even been inbounded, which was, I mean, it's just a testimony to all the little things he does, even though that, like, that, that's not going to show up in the stat sheet, but that helped us win the game. And, and it forced a bad shot from Siakam, which led to a Warriors win. Um, you guys mentioned Andrew Wiggins' defense, which I think has been a major part of why the Warriors have been good on defense uh, in these past couple of games after giving up um, a bunch of points to both the Nets, the Bucks, the Bulls, and um, the Trailblazers in in different games. Um, Andrew Wiggins, when, when we acquired him, it felt like... I mean, the overall consensus when we got him was, you know, kind of mixed and kind of just like we could have gotten more for D'Angelo Russell, who was young all-star player. Um, but I think the Warriors had a plan for Wiggins, and they saw something in him defensively that could be unlocked that was not in Minnesota, and it really has. He's locked. He locked up um, Kawhi in both of the Clippers games, yep. especially the second one, and he was good on defense uh, on in the Raptors game as well. He is not going to shoot this well from three all the time, um, but at the same time, it, all we need from him is to be a good three-point shooter. Right now, he's been a great one so far. Um, a good three-point shooter, and we need him to play good defense, and he's done both of those things to uh, just like incredibly these first couple of games all right so my thoughts on Wiggins if you still have the idea that Wiggins is going to be next LeBron like people had when he was 
number one overall pick. That's not happening. We're we're way past that. But if he can be like an Andre Iguodala to this team or like Harrison Barnes, that can be like really good. That can help us win some games. That can help us get in the playoffs, maybe win a series. Uh, who knows? But I'm really impressed with that. But let's move on to Kelly Oubre. I've, uh, as you guys have known in the last podcast that we talked about NBA, I am very disappointed in this guy. I wanted him to get benched kind of for one of the, like maybe Damian Lee or Eric Pascal move up. But I think it's all in his head. It, I think once he gets rolling, he, like you saw in the first game, in the game against the Kings, he went four for six. That was very helpful in that blowout game. I think he's capable of doing that. We're just waiting for him to do it. But I don't, but you see his defensive impact, his energy. That's very helpful, especially like if you saw the free throw that Kyle Lowry took, that clip that went viral on Instagram and Twitter where he was like distracting the shot. I think that might have been the one of the clutch plays of the game, maybe. But so here, what are your thoughts on Kelly Oubre right now? Yeah, I mean, I too am disappointed. The Warriors are paying him a lot. They went over the salary cap with uh, to acquire him, and... He's supposed to be playing not it doesn't he doesn't have to be an all-star, but he has to be playing well enough. I mean, I'm seeing good stuff on the defensive end. At least he hasn't lost his energy sometimes. And it's not it's not the worst. It's still pretty bad. But I would like to see in maybe five at like at the most five games get his rhythm at least a little bit back where you can depend on him at least 50% of the time making an open three like without a single person even close to him. And, I mean, yeah, I too would have liked to see Damian Lee or Pascal move up in the rotation, get more minutes, um, not him, because it was really annoying to just see um, the Warriors play some great offense, great spacing, get the open man in open three, and unfortunately it was Kelly Oubre, and then he, he missed the three, and then the Warriors got a wasted offensive possession. All right, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on Kelly Oubre right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a terrible move, just like cap management-wise. Um, going into the luxury tax, that deep into the luxury tax for Kelly Oubre was not – it was kind of a panic move after Clay's ace, uh, Achilles tear, um, and it wasn't the smartest. But I think – I disagree with you guys on the fact that, that he shouldn't be starting because I do – think um my when i talk about pascal um he's been incredible coming off the bench but in those two games that he did start he was horrific and i just think that role is the best for him and if we would swap Ubre and pascal it, it would honestly change a lot of stuff and i don't think pascal would be as good Ubre would be better but i don't know how much better i don't know if he's the type that's just gonna dominate a second unit I feel like he's more of the guy that's going to fit in more. Um, but I think at this point you just have to stick with it because we've seen over a much longer sample size him be able to make threes pretty consistently. He's never been a great shooter, but he's always been a pretty decent shooter, and that's all we need. Um, his three-point shot's going to get better. He, I, I mean, I, at this point I'm okay with him taking wide-open threes, but that's it. I never want him shooting if – there's a guy within like two feet of him. Yep. He has to be wide open. Yep. 
And that's got to be your – that's what we got to get from him on the offensive end. And then crashing the boards, which he's done a really good, nice job on just using his incredible athleticism to get rebounds and put them back up for um, easy layups. And then playing good defense. Um, uh, he's just a really solid uh, wing defender, and he's versatile, and that's really been helpful on defense. But we really need him to pick up the three-point shooting and then he can be a valuable, pretty valuable wing player for the Warriors. I saw something that said that he kind of is the Warriors' Russell Westbrook, but like a wing. I think that might be kind of disrespectful to Russell Westbrook, but right now you could see that. But anyways, uh, let's uh, let's talk about... Uh, actually, no, on that point that you made, uh, Tyler, about uh, moving Pascal to the starting lineup... I, I think it makes more sense. I take my thought back. I think it makes more sense for him to come off the bench because you could see most of his points are coming off of dominating bench bigs like Ennis Cantor, Zubak, like, and Hassan Whiteside. They're just too slow for him. I think it. you're right. It does make more sense for the lineups for him to come off the bench, and maybe we should give Ubre more of a shot. So let's talk about James Wiseman. He's... He's like very, uh, like, I'm really happy with this pick. Uh, 20, tw- oh, he only has 20 minutes a game, but in those 20 minutes, he's averaging 11 points, six rebounds, and uh, 1.5 blocks. So I think, uh, but the thing is, he can't play in the fourth quarter yet. He That's just normal for a rookie. He doesn't know much yet. But I think the best way for him to get to that point is for him to learn from Draymond and maybe get some of those minutes in in those games. But what do you think about James Wiseman here? He has a definitely huge chance to be an all-star in the coming years. And, yeah, I mean, he's proven it. He's done so well. He's accepted his role. He's really um, meshed in very well with the team, has a great relationship with the coaching staff. And that's all you could ever want in a rookie. I mean, the numbers and stats, they don't tell at all. It's about the on-court and off-court connection. And I'm really seeing that in James Wiseman. And, yeah, I mean, you can really only learn by doing. So I would say, yeah, like gently ease him into later game situations. Just make make sure he learns. And he's obviously going to make a lot of mistakes. But just revisit those mistakes after practice and really just um, really just improve on that. And yeah, I see in the later end of the season, I think I definitely see him in like the like last five minutes game is like tied. I definitely see him in that position as long as he improves his free throw shooting. Uh, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on James Wiseman right now? Yeah, um, I think in a draft class that was considered pretty weak, um, the Warriors definitely made the best pick possible. He, you know, he's he's still learning. And, you know, he's talked about uh, some of the stuff he's learned from Draymond and, and others. Just the veterans in the locker room have really helped him mature over this process. And I think he's going to continue to do that. You talked about him not playing um, in the in the crunch time five. I think they're going to implement that hopefully by the end of this season. I could see that definitely happening. And it's it, if he's one of those big men that can play – in the uh, final five minutes, and he can make free throws for you, 
when if they're going to try and you know foul him um that could be really really valuable and i think he's going to learn to he's still fouling a little too much and he's got to learn to sort of back off and not be as aggressive um but i think he's going to be able to do that i think he's a pretty smart kid and i think he really is just going to keep getting better and better he's going to be one of those guys year over year he's going to add something to his game and he's still, you know, the reason he's playing so little minutes, even like in the third quarter, is just because it's just because he really just with the lack of college games he's played, he really, honestly, besides those four games at Memphis, he hasn't played against any competition better than high school competition, which is just, that's just, for, to ask a guy to come from playing in high school straight to the NBA, um, only the you know LeBron type prospects are going to be able to do that and come in right away and be awesome. Versus Wiseman, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to truly be like a dominating factor at, at the big man, but I think it's going to be able to happen pretty soon. All right, so before we preview tonight's game, I just had a thought real quick. If you add the Clay Thompson to the same roster, do you guys think that makes this team a top contender in the West? Or is there still something yeah. else that needs to be there? I think it does, for sure. Yeah. I, just having Clay play like that Ubre spot, that would just be so ideal for this team. All right, so let's move on to tonight's game. We play the Pacers. The Pacers just played yesterday. I don't know their starting lineup yet, but let's assume everyone's playing that's not injured. So... um this is going to be pretty hard. I don't know how we'll guard Sabonis. Draymond's going to have to on him. Looney, Wiseman. But, and then they have Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo. They're all playing pretty well. But hopefully just our offense and we play a, like a top 10 defense like we did last game can be enough to stop these guys. But do you guys have any points? Uh, let's start so here. Do you have any points for today's game against the Pacers? Yeah, um, we just have to continue the form that we've shown in the last couple games. Keep playing with heart and intensity. And just make sure... I mean, if Steph Curry does well, 20 points per game at least, um, then we'll be fine, I think. I think we can... I, I can confidently say that we can come out this game with a strong W, maybe by double digits. Wait, did you say 20 points per game at least? Or did you say... At least, like, worst case scenario. Do you think he averages 21 points in the season they can make the playoffs? No, no, I'm saying for the to win this game. Oh, to win this game? Oh, okay. Uh, what about you, Tyler? What do you, what do you have to preview for this game? Yeah, well, I just got a notification that Eric Pascal is out no! for COVID protocols, which sucks. But I think as far as right now I'm looking at Pacers injuries. Oladipo is a game time decision, which it would be much better for us if he doesn't play. Um, the Warriors don't have any other injuries. So the Pacers have been pretty good, but also pretty inconsistent. Like, you know, they, they'll lose to the Knicks, who, you know, have been pretty frisky, but are like, as far as point differential, they're really bad um, compared to their record. And then the Kings, who are just a pretty bad team in general with chemistry issues. They'll lose to those teams. So they're just an up-and-down team. Um, but I do think when they're at their best, they could definitely beat this Warriors team. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. 
what happens tonight. I think we'll need a good game from from Curry, and we'll need him to definitely bounce back for and able to win. All right. Do you guys have any other topics before we wrap the podcast? No, no I mean, not really. I, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for today. Uh, make sure you guys follow the two-way podcast that Tyler runs on Spotify and what other platforms do you tell you can shut your podcast out? Yeah, the two-way podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and others. And we're doing, I mean, I think it's like one or two shows a week. NBA, NFL playoffs are happening right now. So, yeah. All right, so check them out. We'll be back soon. Peace.